Welcome everyone to the Apex Sunday podcast, where myself, Robert Ross, and John Delsett discuss Formula One races. Today we're talking about the 2022 Bahrain Grand Prix. And John, before we start, we had a couple of uh, interesting and new and old drivers, in a sense, back in Formula One this year. We had uh, Mazepin's replacement, which would be Kevin Magnussen, which really surprised me, but you know he was with them before and he did a spectacular job. And then we had Vettel out with COVID, so Nico Hulkenberg substituted for him. It was nice to see him back in the sport. He did he did well in qualifying, uh, not so uh, hot in the race, but that's pretty impressive to hop back in a car after all that time away. Absolutely, and apparently Vettel may not make the next race either. So really, uh, yeah, and we had uh, Daniel had COVID the week before, so he missed the test at Bahrain. So he's two hundred laps down on Lando. <laughs> For this particular course. And then I had a different commentary team for this race. I had Ben Edwards and Julian Palma, who uh, follows in his father's footsteps, an XF1 driver turned commentator, not a very good F1 driver, but nonetheless a fairly good commentator. And then Ben Edwards, he used to be on the Channel 4, he used to do BBC, and he's on the Formula One podcast for the Crash.net site. I understand you had the Martin Brundle Sky commentary. I, I had the screamers. I had I had uh, Duddy Kravitz and 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 the and the usual team of screamers. And thank God for the mute button. You know, <laughs> as, soon, as soon as you see those red lights come on at the beginning of the race, it's hit the mute button. And yeah. uh, as soon as there's some wicked passing going on, you hit the mute button. And, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. But today today's is. The show is brought to you by Railvac, making batteries for decades. <laughs> well, it's uh, I really enjoyed the alternate commentary, and I'm not sure how I got it because it comes up with this switch the channel for different commentaries, but I couldn't see where that channel is. But this is on F1 TV, right? Yes, on F1 TV. So I have to tell you, the commentary was way, way better and less. I mean. Ben got excited, but not screaming excited. And I did see a clip from the F1 channel on YouTube with Crofty screaming at the start. And it's like, oh, I'm glad I missed that. So yeah, <laughs> have to investigate that to put, put you on the some proper commentary, as it were. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's go into qualifying for this first race of the new era using the same engines, but uh, new aerodynamics. So in my statements in the season review, I kind of pooped on Haas and Alfa Romeo saying, why are they in F1? Like, what are they doing? And then boom, they did spectacularly well. Like qualifying was shocking to me to see, I think Schumacher was in 12th, which was probably his best. And Kevin Magnussen up in the top 10, I think it was seventh. And then Valtteri, six in the Alfa Romeo. Incredible. Yes. Brilliant. So are you surprised by that? Yes. The whole thing was amazing. 
I love Quali because it was it 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 was exactly what we expected, which was a major major shakeup. What I wasn't expecting was the teams to be as close as they were. I was right. expecting a way bigger gap from first to last. It was it was nice. Now maybe if Mazepin was in there, we would have had that big gap still. But wow, mm. like really tight and Ferrari having it together. Yeah, that was a bit see. of a surprise, and Mercedes on the back foot. I noticed in qualifying they were porpoising a fair amount, and they removed that for the race, so they had to ride, put the ride height up. And they, at one point before that safety car came out, they were almost thirty seconds behind the top two teams, as it were. So they were still porpoising in the race, were they? Just oh, not yeah. as bad, I guess. No. Yeah, it was. Uh, a big surprise to see that because I thought Mercedes would do well, a lot better than they did. I mean, they qualified all right, but during the race, not so well. Well, they qualified just all right. And you know what? That that It's a fundamental problem. And yeah, God knows how if they'll ever get it back this year. It, it could be that bad. Yeah, I'm reminded of, I think it was Benetton in 1995 after Shuey won the championship in 94, again, under controversial circumstances in the last race. They were nowhere for the first three races, and then they found their footing, and he went on to to win that championship. Or was it Damon? I can't remember exactly. But anyways, they he started winning races again with Benetton, so... It you know, it used to be a lot more common. I mean, it used to be way more common. When I first started watching uh, races before television, they had mm. uh, uh, they would start the the season with last year's car. Because yeah, many teams would because they wouldn't have it ready. Um, and if the car, new car wasn't that great, guess what? They'd come out with last year's car and they'd be faster. Yeah, uh, and they'd make changes. Race to race to race. I'm I'm listening to Rush to Glory right now, which is the movie that Rush was based on, and right. um, they're talking about how James Hunt would move the rear radiators by an inch, and the car would be undrivable, right, and, <laughs> and that sort of thing, you know, from day to day, and and new cars coming in mid season and that sort of stuff. So it used to change a lot back then, right. Um, now I, I we don't see that much, and they've kind of regulated it out, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hamilton was six tenths off pole, and Russell was a second behind Hamilton in qualifying. So, you know, if they don't find their feet, it's going to be disappointing for Russell moving from Williams to Mercedes. You know, the all conquering yes. Mercedes and not being there. But I have a fair amount of confidence in their engineers. I don't know how the budget cap will affect how much they can develop the car, but Everyone's talking about the key to this to success this season is car development. It's going to be changing throughout the entire season, so we'll see how that goes. But without spending money, yeah, <laughs> like they've got a, a tight budget, right? I mean, it's I, that's another thing with qualifying. I was expect I was expecting Russell to be closer mm-hmm. um, because quite clearly, what this qualifying was all about was how fast can a driver get accustomed to a completely new ride? Because right. that's what it is. They're driving. Yeah basically completely new cars Mm -hmm. and and the true uh drivers are going to be able to hop on it quickly hopefully and watching hamilton slaughter russell the way he did kind of surprised me a bit 
Yeah, because Russell was known as a Saturday man, right? Also surprised me with science. Yeah, yeah. Well, Leclerc got another pull. He got two last season, so I wasn't too surprised to see him there. And then the McLarens were very, very bad, weren't they? (laughs) Horrific. Yeah. Horrific. And the Williams. And the Williams, yeah. But Haas has really surprised me. I mean, they... There's Delara is still building their chassis, but they went with their own design this time rather than Delara's. So I don't know what that says about Delara's design capabilities in regards to Formula One. I mean, they're a great chassis manufacturer for a lot of series, right? Yeah. But I was frankly quite shocked. And same with Alfa Romeo. I could not believe it. It's like, what is what is Bottas doing up in six? This was just incredible. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Still. And the Alpines, I expected more from the Alpines. Yeah. yeah. Like we talked about that previously where, you know, the new engine formula, if they don't get the engine correct, they have no other cars using their engines. So see how it goes. Apparently they're pretty happy with the engine. So maybe it's just the chassis, but this is only one race, the first race of the season. I remember years ago, I think it was David Coulthard winning the first race in Australia in the McLaren and what's going on here. And then I don't think he won a race after that. So we'll see how it goes. but. We can also go back to Jensen Button's winning season where they came out with a car that was in a completely different league mm-hmm. and, and they couldn't develop it, but he took a huge lead right, right off the start. By the end of the season, he was midfield, but he'd yeah. won enough races to win the championship. Yeah, they had developed that rear diffuser and then the other teams caught up and you know, yes. if he hadn't, hadn't had that gap, he would have lost that championship. So Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else about qualifying? Ferrari won two. Fantastic. When was the last time we saw that? Uh, wasn't that the race? Was it, wasn't Max in, in second place? Ah, you're right. One, one right. three. One three. But yeah, still, but still one, three. Very, very when was good. the last time we saw one three? Yeah, and also Carlos had trouble throughout the weekend, and he just improved right. and improved throughout the whole weekend. So, you know, hopefully that's the case, that we get these two guys fighting for, for the championship. and. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, Red Bull, not too surprising. They still did did well in terms of qualifying and their car. Uh, overall, seeing the cars in action, what do you think of the look of them before Love we them. move on to the race? Love yeah. them. Yeah. I yeah, I thought great. they looked pretty good. Less, I like the simplified look for sure. So mm-hmm. um, they are heavier this year. And I looked at the comparison of times from last year's race to this. And it averaged between 1.5 to 2.5 seconds slower. But that's no big deal to me. You know, no. you can't really see that difference in speed no. and so forth. So, And they're yeah. harder to drive. It's more of a driver's car, which I really like. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's move on to the race. So for the race, it started out with Bottas having another terrible, terrible start, having qualified six. He dropped down way, way back. I mean, afterwards, he, he did recover, which was a little different than last season. Um, Schumacher was spun out by Ocon 
briefly. He spun right around and continued on. <laughs> Ocon received a five-second penalty for that. I, I thought that was just a, a bit of an incident, but you know, I'm not going to harp on penalties quite yet. I mean, we didn't see a slew of them. This, I don't. This race. I, I don't think there's. I don't think there that that we can give give any hard time for that penalty. I could either way it went. I would be fine with it. Right. Right. Did he yeah. belong there? Did he does did his car belong there? No, it didn't belong there. But it was the start. So yes. anyway, yeah. I don't know if that is a precursor or sort of a you know what's to come about penalizations this season because of all the controversy last season. But we'll see. You know. Um, the other thing was the pit stops were slower in general, and they've mm-hmm. changed the tire warming rules. So we saw them coming out of the pits, sliding around quite a lot. That was mm-hmm. nice to see. And apparently in your commentary, you had mentioned that they said they might not have tire warmers at all next season. Yes. That's kind of like uh, IndyCar, right? Yeah. Uh, Montoya was a master of of driving on cold tires, so... Again, moving the cars back to the drivers is a better step. I agree with you completely there. It's not fun driving on cold tires. And I can imagine it's not fun at all. (laughs) And the other thing they're saying is with these bigger rims, uh, for whatever reason it is, they aren't getting as much heat out of the rims going into the tires. Right. right. As quickly. Right. So we Mm -hmm. saw, you know, a little bit of that on the track. And then we had... A fairly interesting battle between Leclerc and Verstappen. And my only comment about that was clean, which was nice. So that's, I have more than one comment. And I thought Verstappen's racecraft was a little off again. Like, why was he lunging and locking his brakes into the first corner when there's another DR zone after the second where Leclerc came by? That's him his again? style. That's his style. I mean, he did that all season long last year. Um, it's unpredictable. You don't know where he's going to come from. That's part of his strategy. You know what? That was the best icing that we've seen in a long time. When was the last time we saw the back forth, back forth, back forth, back forth? And, and it's yeah. good to see Charles Charles Leclerc getting his elbows out and just saying, no, I'm going for it. You know, yeah. you're going to do it. I'm going to do it too. And, yeah, absolutely. and that was really good to see. And Lewis has mentioned that he's going to be more aggressive this season. And uh, Lando was in the news talking about all the other drivers agree that Max is too aggressive. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, we'll talk about Max's race in a moment. Uh, we had a good battle between Magnussen and Gasly while Gasly lasted. Again, Magnussen, very, very impressive. He kind of let cars by that he knew he couldn't really race. and you know, got the maximum amount of points, especially with the Red Bulls falling out, he got fifth. I mean, Haas is probably, well, they did score more points than they did all last season because they scored zero last season. Right. <laughs> so, and then we, you know, the Mazepin's removal is not a surprise because, you know, his dad's good buddies with Putin. So, you know, he can't really. Hey, he's gone. Let's not talk about him. Right. Enough is enough. <laughs> he's, he's gone. Shouldn't have been there in the first place. Hooray. Right. And we Not saw that sorry? it wasn't nice having the money. I mean, if I was yeah. running Haas, I would have done the same thing. I would have had the young Russian in there. Yeah. <laughs> but getting uh, Magnuson back gives Schumacher a better teammate to gauge himself against. And uh, 
you know, I won't, he didn't score any points, but he came close to scoring points. He got spun out. I think he improved a little bit. And again, it's a whole new car. But Magnuson, you know, he's been a year off. And same with Hulkenberg, just hopping into a completely alien car. Very, very impressive. But speaking of bad performances, the Aston Martins were, and the McLarens, the Williams. Oh. Wow. Yes. I mean, Somebody's got to be there. Somebody's got to be off the back. Who's it going to be, right? I mean, it's it's just different than it was last year. Right. right. And And so that's who it is. I'm kind of surprised it's Aston Martin, considering the effort that they're putting into it and the team that they have. Yeah, that may be sort of last year was hiring a bunch of people, but they couldn't do anything for this year's car. So, right. No, but I hope they, they improve because they were sadly pretty bad in performance. And uh, yes. Mercedes, again, a surprise. We talked already briefly about the porpoising. Will they solve that or not? Lewis got a podium because of the Red Bulls, but you know, he's, again, taking the maximum out of the car that he has. That's what Lewis does. So a bit of a surprise podium. But the Red Bulls, quick, quick car. But I'm wondering about, like, it's so rare to see reliability issues. I mean, it's a whole new formula in terms of the car itself. We spoke in the review about, you know, how in qualifying, you can't count on cars dropping out of a race, but perhaps that's going to change this year, at least in the initial few races. And I have to say, you know, my opinion of Red Bull's management that, you know, that brought a smile to my face. <laughs> my, my, theory, the <laughs> my theory is, is made me think immediately when that's when they started going out and all the Honda engines started dying. Um, immediately took me back down to, they're trying to copy Mercedes' strategy of last year, mm. only they don't know how to do it. Right. And what Mercedes did was they created an engine that had a shorter lifespan, so they're going to take penalties, but they get way more horsepower by doing that. Right. And Red Bull doesn't know how to do that with their Honda engine. They did it with the Honda engine and they overdid it. So they, they've got it too much on the gnarly edge of performance, um, right. AKA Colin Chapman, who designed mm. every car to finish the race and that's it. It should apart. just completely yeah. fall apart. Um, <laughs> that's what happened with the Honda engine. And the only person that finished with Honda was Yuki. Right. Yeah, and he came up from like 16th into the points. Great drive, great drive. Mm -hmm. And the new the new Chinese driver, Joe, did a great job. Yeah. I mean, he, didn't he get in point. the points in his last yeah. in his very first race? Yeah, tenth. Tenth, yep. Yeah, for Fantastic. the Alpha Romeo and kept his you know, nose clean. Yeah, because he's sort of another guy who probably unfairly was criticized. Oh, he's a pay driver and all that. I mean, mm -hmm. there are a lot of pay drivers in Formula One right now. You know, that's just the reality of the sport. But yes. It doesn't matter if you deliver. And in his first race, he delivered, and that was nice. I mean, you can say, well, the Red Bulls dropped out. Well, that's not his problem. That's Red Bull's problem. So Right. And and you know what? He kept his nose clean. That's that's the big one. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to piss off the rest of the drivers, which right. you can, and first impressions count, if in the first race you come out and you get your elbows out, you know, yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna get much, much uh love in the pits. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
know, it, like again, Mazepin last year wasn't too well liked by by Mick because he would almost take him out, right? So, or anybody, I think pretty much everybody was laughing at him and and just not paying any attention to him because he was such a an incredible backmarker. Mm-hmm. But now, like you said, I look forward to what's going to happen with Mick Schumacher now that he's got you know, a, Proper a, a senior, a senior, uh, journeyman driver yeah. who's proven. I mean, he's a good driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw on the, uh, the, or- now it's an Oracle branded Red Bull car. Now, sometimes teams put their sponsor before them and sometimes after, but whatever. And the only evidence of Honda is there's an HRC logo sort of behind the rear wheel <laughs> for the Honda racing corporation. So Honda is still actually building the engines, but Red Bull is paying for them and I right. guess developing them in the future. So I don't know. And and they would be they would be directing they'd be directing Honda on how to build the engines. And it worked so well for Mercedes last year. If they can take that edge away from from Mercedes, that's what they were trying to do. I, I swear that's what it looked mm. like. Right. Big question is what's going to happen in race two. They're going to have new new engines, and do they have time to produce an engine with slightly more forgiving tolerances? Right. And if they're able to do that, it looks like it puts out tons of power. It doesn't look like anything is going to touch the Ferrari-powered cars. And I think that c- comes back down to us talking about the disappointment of Aston Martin, because Aston Martin has got what? Driving the wheels. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got the Mercedes and none of the Mercedes cars did well. Where did Williams no. end up? Right. So yeah. the Mercedes power plant, they they took the other, I think they took the other uh, approach after what happened last year and went, well, that worked close, close right. to getting us the championship. But how about we get a little bit more reliable? Because if we didn't have those big grid penalties, maybe we would have done better. Done one, yeah. I, they, they're saying that uh, the fuel pump was the issue with the Red Bulls and the MGUHK for uh, AlphaTauri for Gasly. But I've also learned that the fuel pump is now a standard part across every team, so they don't produce their own. And so getting you know standard parts to work with your custom parts can, can be an issue, right? So who provided that information? Uh, it was on one of this a podcast, either the race or uh, Driver sixty one. I guess what I'm saying is, if if that information came from Red Bull, it's meaningless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what it, what what they do in the second race, right? So, mm-hmm. and then we had the safety car. It looks like it was properly deployed this time, <laughs> and <laughs> that allowed you know Valtteri to catch up Lewis to catch up uh, um, Magnuson to catch up and so forth and then we had the Red Bulls first off you know I go start with Perez at the last last lap he just spun when his engine cut out and that was a surprise but Max had some problems beforehand with his steering now again Red Bulls reporting that when they dropped the car in the second pit stop that broke one of the rods that controls the steering or cracked it so that may be a factor, but Max was not a happy camper through the last half of that race, was he? <laughs> no, no. And, and I think it was more than likely a hydraulic problem. Hmm. Again, I, I, I don't, I don't believe anything that comes out of the Red Bull. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. There, there's no reason to believe it. Um, 
I will say I that Max that should, comes- should have been a bit calmer. Like if his temperament is such that like if Lewis is in that situation, he'd be pissed, but he wouldn't be, you know, swearing and screaming and so forth. So, uh, you know, if they're going to have say troubles, that. I can't no. say that. I, I think that's that's what has put Max where he is. That's, that's true. why yeah. he's up front because he does have that red mist and he does have that that nasty, nasty way of doing it. James Hunt had the same thing in right. reading this book. It reminded me, you know, there's there there was one race where James Hunt uh, tapped the wall and his car wasn't that damaged, but he got taken out by Patrick Depaye, and because he got taken out. He parked his car. He got out of the car, stood in the middle of the track, and waved his fist at yeah. I remember that <laughs> for for three laps until you know the the big burly American uh, marshals hauled him off the track. Right, right. <laughs> Hunt was a brilliant driver. He mm-hmm. he is a de- he was a deserving champion, um, more so than Max. Uh, I think if if you take that away from Max. I think you well, take away his competitiveness. It just may be a problem for him this season if they continue to have issues. But again, a sample of one race does not make for conclusions. Right. right. So I'm fairly confident Red Bull's engineers, so they'll probably be fine and be competitive. But uh, it's nice to it's nice to see Ferrari competitive again. It's unfortunate, at least again, first race. So we'll see that you know we still have only two top two teams depending based on this race rather than I don't think we will. I think we'll end up with four teams. I don't I think we will. So. I think I think we'll end up with four teams. Right. I it's what it's kind of looking like to me. I'm I'm hoping that it will be that way. Can Alpha mm-hmm. Tori uh gear up a bit? Absolutely. I mean they have the same power plant. There really are four Red Bull cars. Right. Um they should be up front. But it's, it is disappointing to see Alpine, McLaren, Aston Martin suffer quite a lot. Williams, I'm not too surprised about, but, you know, they did improve last season. And so, at least in this first race, they dropped back. Albon did drive very well, though, didn't he, for a return driver as well? Absolutely. Uh, you know what? You're right. It's the first race. What's going to come? But at the same time, we've got to remember. They're back markers. We can yeah. go back as far as Van Wall or BRM, um, you know, March that had brilliant cars that beat everybody that Lotus that became back markers. And right. who's going to be out front? It's going to change. And especially it's going to change in times like this when we've got a new formula, which we have. We have a new formula. Yeah. Anything else about this race you'd like to say? Yes. Um, track limits. Mm. fantastic they've changed the rule and now track limits are track limits it's not if you get an advantage on corner three and at this track it's corner four now it's track limits so you get four wheels over the line you get a penalty you get a flag you get an you get uh, a warning you get two warnings and then you get a flag and then you get a penalty and that's the way it should be Mm -hmm. that's how it was in moto gp last season but just they got rid of the confusion basically and yes so and for instance during qualifying or something that's oh he's over, that lap's gone like they know instantly and then you know yes. so now we know right so that's good who would be your 
driver of the race? That's a really tough one. And you know, we did this all, every race last year mm -hmm. and you can look at it and it's really easy to say that Chaz Leclerc was the driver of the race because he got pole, he won the race, he drove flawlessly. Yep. It doesn't really work for Max me though. So well as well, right? Cause he had the best car, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, it's kind of hard to say, you know, Max drove very well. Um, Carlos Sainz struggled. Mm -hmm. Lewis, I, I, Lewis did incredibly well. Valtteri Bottas ended up finishing sixth. Yep. Um, Magnussen was fifth. <laughs> Magnussen was fifth. I mean, maybe I've got to say it's Magnussen. I agree. Uh, for me, it's Magnussen just to, I mean, he's only been a year out, but the formula has completely changed, you know, and he just shows up a week before, <laughs> gets integrated back into the team. Yes. Puts them in the points right off the bat. Just spectacular. So good on. And good slaughters on his teammate. Yep. Slaughters his teammate. Yeah. Who's been driving the car. Well, it's a new car, right? Yeah. But still. And he was booked to do an IndyCar race mm -hmm. when he found out and had to fly over. So yeah, he's, he's not had any testing at all. This was trial by fire. Yeah. It's got to be Magnuson. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy to see him do so well and just mm -hmm. so shocked basically like i really didn't think haas would take such a big step but it looks like they have so hopefully again just one race so we don't know what's going to happen but we'll see how it goes and how would you rate this race I'm going to give it, I'll, I'll let you know, I was going to give it a six because there were some interesting things and some good passes, but overall it seemed kind of low key to me. I don't know if maybe I was in a bad mood or something. But once the Red Bulls dropped out, I, I popped it up to a seven because that delighted me to know it. <laughs> what about you? I think we have to like put this on a scale mm -hmm. because it's got, I'd give it a I'd give it an eleven out of ten, just because number one is dying for the season to start again. Right. Number two, we've got a brand new car. Number three, we've got people that are not where we are expecting them to be, so it makes it more exciting. All of that kind of goes away really quickly. It does. If we factor all of that in there, I'd give it a five. Right. Uh, and and simply the highlights for me were the dicing and that was all over within three minutes to five minutes yeah the, the proper dicing between the two leaders mm -hmm. that was that was wonderful for me i loved seeing that yeah and we saw some dicing between magnuson and gasly and, and so yes. forth but yeah not as much as i expected or wanted i guess but overall they were they are saying that the cars are easier to follow but they're still hard to pass which and harder to drive oh yeah yeah um and that's other... going to make that's going to make for more mistakes and more possibilities throughout the season right so possibly that's really good mm -hmm. yes uh the other thing was was the coverage sucked uh, <laughs> so that takes it down a notch there were a couple of periods where there was some incredible dicing going on and they're showing a driver getting out of his car. Yeah, yeah. While the dicing's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, no, <laughs> no. Who's yeah. directing this thing? You know, go to camera three. 
Yeah. <laughs> Go to Larry and the pets. No, no, we're here to watch racing. I like that they did show a little bit more of the helmet cam footage, but not enough or maybe not selectively. I don't, I didn't check to see if you could just turn on the helmet cam throughout the race. I, think I don't it was like it. Guan Yu's. You don't like it? No, no, I, I shouldn't say that. I really, I really like seeing that perspective. Mm. Um, I don't really think there's much place for it um, on an ongoing basis or on an extended period. I, will, I really don't. Well, I will say that I think it would work better in a daylight. I thought the evening, it just didn't look as good and it was harder to see things and so forth. So overall, I'm not, I never really thought about it before, but I don't think I'm a fan of these night races. I kind of like a daytime race. It makes know. me think about skiing. And, and, and I, I'm not a huge fan of, of night skiing, mm -hmm. but for the skier, the light's better. And okay. it's the same thing for the drivers. Those guys have even consistent light for the yeah. whole damn track. There's no tunnel at Monaco where it goes dark and then you come out into the bright sunshine again. Right. And if it's a gloomy day, no, there's nice solid bright light where you can see the entire track so for the driver i think it's a great thing first for me i just think it, they're making a spectacle out of it it's the britney spears thing i mean let's have britney spears at at um during during red flags you know it's, it's like, no this isn't this isn't an nba basketball game so what is the reasoning behind it is it because it's so hot in the desert that they need night races because Qatar is the same even for MotoGP it's in the evening is that why like more consistent maybe right I don't know might be just too like hot it. yeah me neither so and the next race is the Saudi race is that a night race I think it is isn't it I don't know if I want to watch it I know I'm gonna watch it yeah I had the same thought it was like well they just publicly executed over 100 people what are they what is f1 doing going to that country. I mean, you can draw all kinds of different lines. I mean, we've got some wing nuts in our own country, wing nuts to the south of us in the States and so forth. But, you know, these are very, very terrible things that the Saudi government does. And, you know, money again, trumps everything. So right. very unfortunate. I've seriously thought about not watching it, but I probably will as well. So. My my take on it is this. It it's like artists. One mm. of my favorite filmmakers is Woody Allen. Mm. Right. Love Roman Polanski's work. Yep. These are both very evil people. Yep. <laughs> from what we understand. <laughs> but their art is beautiful. So right. these drivers that are racing this, doing this race, it's their job to boycott it. Yeah. But it's not. It's their job to race. If yeah. the big boys upstairs say, we're going to Qatar, we're going to Saudi Arabia, we're going to Nepal, they're going to Nepal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sebastian Vettel's definitely a bit more vocal about these things these days. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great to see other people are like, oh, he's just a driver. He should shut up. It's like, why? Mm -hmm. Like, he's a person too. I mean, we yes. all live in the same world. So why not yes. try to you know, call out some terrible things, you know, he's got mm -hmm. the platform, go ahead and do it. So I agree. Him. 
Yeah. All right. So that's the next race uh, in Saudi. And I have nothing in news. Do you have anything in news for the start of the season? Nothing at all other than welcome back, everybody. And this is our second year of doing our podcast. Yeah. And if you like this podcast, please like, subscribe, comment, and share. share. And if you dislike it, hit that dislike button too. So whatever you, you know, speak out, whatever you, whatever your opinion is, that's your opinion. All right, John. So we'll talk uh, next time about the Saudi race. Thanks, Rob. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.